Hi, and welcome to my podcast, Life and Purpose, with me, Wanjiko Kiari. In this podcast, we shall be having real conversations and stories on the journey to self-discovery, evolution, learning, and personal development. Do you ever question your existence? I do, and I'd like to invite you for us to share, learn, and to live and be the best version of ourselves. So join me. Hi guys, hope you're having a great week wherever it is that you're listening from. It's been raining and cold, but sometimes shining in Nairobi. But we are not complaining. It's my birthday week. (laughs) It's my birthday. It's my birthday. Oh guys, I am so grateful to be turning 33 on the 17th of October 2019. I am alive. I am healthy. I am blessed. The rest are details that can be figured out. I truly am so grateful for the gift of life. Um, It also happens to be one of my more busy weeks at work. So I'm really operating on adrenaline and a few hours of sleep, but I'm not complaining. Also, can we celebrate small milestones? This is the 10th episode of the Life and Purpose podcast. Yay! Our journey surely does start with one small step. So thank you so much for the support so far. Before we go on, can we just take a a minute rather to celebrate Elliot Kipchoge? For those who do not know him, he's a Kenyan athlete who undertook the Ineos Challenge and ran a full marathon for 1 hour 59 minutes and 40 seconds. Basically, he's the first human being ever to run a marathon in under two hours. How incredible. And to quote his mantra that he was using over this period, he said, no human is limited. And when you truly think about it, it's very true. Watching him race, one one could see the determination in his face, even as his body at some point began to look like it was tiring. You could almost see him telling himself, nope, we are not giving up, we are doing this. And he pushed on and pushed on. And when he reached the final, like, 400 meters, the just, you know, the drive to just finish strong was there. And it was just amazing, amazing to watch. Lessons that I picked from him very quickly. Number one, never limit yourself. Whatever you believe you can achieve, you will achieve it. Number two, Consistency and hard work are key to success. If you have some time, you could go to YouTube and watch the Ineos Challenge documentary. I think it's in four parts. And it just takes us through the journey of the preparation, his dreams, his ambitions, how he was preparing with his coach and his entire team, and just see the amount of hard work that went into that whole uh, thing. Number three, Importance of teamwork and teammates, and especially teammates who share in your vision. Watching the pacers, especially towards the end, just let him slide into the finish line. That was incredible. And you could see that those guys were so happy for him and they shared in his success. Number four, meticulous planning brings great results. I mean, guys, that race... It was orchestrated to perfection, if you ask me. Every detail seemed to have been thought out clearly and you could see there was a lot of organization. 
Oh, I could go on and on and I have been going on and on on my social media pages but I truly truly celebrate the guy and what he was able to achieve and the message that he was able to pass in the world. Now on to today's episode. So I'd said in a previous episode I think episode 8 or 9 that every birthday month I normally do something for myself and this year I purpose to write down two things that I have learned so far in my life from the 1st of October until the 16th of October and then on the 17th I would write the final thing so that I come up with 33 things I have learned either about life or about myself so far. And then I thought this platform is about sharing life lessons and sharing positivity. So I thought let me just get on here, record this, share with you my life lessons so far. On here, I'll get a little vulnerable. (laughs) I'll talk about some of my past experiences and just all in a bit to, to share positivity. So here we go. Lesson number one, be unapologetically you. Love hard, love heartily. Do things that make you happy, you know. Don't catch yourself for fear of judgment as long as you know in the heart of hearts that what you're doing is right. Yeah. Number two lesson, family is everything. I'm very blessed to have a very supportive nuclear family. I literally talk to my folks almost on a daily and same as my siblings. We are there for each other. We've walked through hard times and celebrated good times together. And especially for my siblings, our bond has really strengthened, especially in adulthood. But growing up, we also never had those fights of sibling rivalry. I think, I don't know, coming from a a family of girls only, that would have been expected. But my parents created this environment where if we disagreed, we talked about it and we would find a solution and move on. There are also cousins and nieces and nephews that I'm so close to and who have been present in my life and in every major milestone of my life. And I really cherish them and I strive to also do the same for them. Not to mention all my sister's kids who I really take as my own. So family is everything. To parenting. You guys know how passionate I am about parenting. And I can confidently say that parenting introduced me to myself again. I just am so awed by how God just gave us these gifts whom we call our children, to just mentor and to nurture in his ways and for us to facilitate them to discover themselves. And for me, my greatest lesson has been for me to nurture my daughter without imposing my own dreams, my fears, insecurities on her, but to just let her thrive. Some, t- some things about parenting scare me though, like not having control over things like her health And the fact that uh, you cannot hover around them all the time and learning to let go and leaving them in the hands of God. Because ultimately, God is the one who's in charge of us all. So for me, it's a constant learning and exciting journey, which I really, really love. Number four, meditation is one of the key things to being grounded. At least for me, it has been. So if you ask me, it's been one of the key pillars Um, towards self-awareness. 
I used to think that meditation is such a bougie thing. So every time I'd hear somebody say, try meditation, I'd, be, I'd think like, yeah, yeah, that's not for me. But the moment I started reading more and more about mindfulness and self-awareness, it became more apparent that um, it was a habit worth picking. And I told you guys I picked it uh, consistently since the beginning of 2019. And I can see the good effects of meditation. So... If you want to try out, you can try um, some of the apps that I use. One is called Calm. The other one is called Headspace. They're both on the Play Store on Android. Number five lesson, comparison is the thief of joy. It doesn't matter where everybody else is in their journey. What matters is where you are, how far you have come, and the steps that you're taking to go ahead. So the lesson here for me is be authentic. Pursue your own ambitions. Be your own person. Forget how other people are living. Yeah, It's important to look around and get inspired from people's stories and people's journeys. But do not let that discourage you by comparing yourself and beating yourself up too much. No, believe in your own uniqueness and pursue your dreams. Lesson number six, mistakes are lessons. I believe... A lot of us, if not all of us, have made mistakes in life. I personally have goofed in my personal life, in my career. I have done things that I'm not entirely proud of, to be honest. But the magic has been in not beating myself too hard, in moving on from those mistakes, forgiving myself, allowing myself to move forward, and most importantly, to pick lessons from those mistakes. Number seven... Life is a journey and we are all students of life. So you cannot have it all figured out and it's okay to once in a while feel confused or lost when you think about your life or where you are at. Yeah, But what's most important is for you to keep focused, take charge of your daily routines, purpose to work on the small, small things that build up into your goals and with time, you will kind of have a clear path of where you're headed, yeah? And especially inculcate these more good habits when you're going through great times, like you're in the right uh, headspace, you're in the right emotional space, you're in the right physical space, so that when the rough time come, you already are grounded and uh, you don't feel like everything is crumbling, rather. So life is a journey. Number eight lesson, and this is something I have um, come to discover about myself, is that I am an avid planner and I, I love to be thoroughly organized in my thought processes. So I work best when my mind is structured. And that's why for me, writing down to-do lists and journaling really works. I like to plan ahead. And for a very long time, I've also struggled with letting things just flow, especially when I have put so much thought into them but uh, I'm learning slowly to let things go <laughs> especially if really I can't control like especially where other people are involved in the planning or the other external factors now the downside to this is that I am not spontaneous at all <laughs> spontaneity isn't my thing and sometimes that kills the fun out of things especially if you're talking about relationships hmm. you know so somebody wants to surprise you and here is Vanjiko saying um 
Today I had planned to do A, B, C, and D with my daughter. And then tomorrow I had this and this book that I needed to finish ahead of my book club meeting. And then the other day I had this and this. So the only time I can make some time for you is probably on Thursday. And even then I'll have to like squeeze in or cut my workout schedule. So by the time you're telling somebody that, they've already switched off. But hey, <laughs> learning never stops. So still working on that bit. Number nine, nature has this effect on me, a calming effect. I like to declutter my mind by just being around nature. And for me, that's one of the ideal ways to unwind. Number 10, lesson about life. We limit ourselves through our thinking. I've realized that when I put my head on something and really purpose to go for it, despite the imagined or real obstacles, I will actually achieve it. So what I've observed is that if I get past the fear, initial fear, either of the known or unknown, or if I can get to turn the fear into self-drive, yeah, you know, the drive to fuel me to go for whatever I'm going for, I can do absolutely anything I set my mind to. And this is true for a lot of everybody, a, a lot of people actually, if not everybody. So this is also me putting it out there and to continue affirming it to myself that whatever plans and goals that I have, if I put my mind into it, I should be able to achieve it. Number 11, friendships are an investment and friends are there for a reason, for a season, or for a lifetime. Learn how to decipher when seasons have passed and let go. I'll tell you about a friendship that I really struggled to let go. It was a childhood uh, friend. We grew apart uh, at some point when we joined uni, and she joined a different uni in the same town but different areas, and I did the, the diff a different one as well. So we grew apart, and I remember... One time I penned down my thoughts about how we should work on our friendship, the things that we had planned to do together, the dreams we had, and I sent it to her, you know, and it was all mushy and very long, but I remember her response until today because it was very cut, very straightforward, and she said, you know what, life has changed, moved on, I have new friends now, we are no longer in the same uh, ways of doing things. We don't have a lot of, of things in common. So get on with life, girl, move on. Oh my goodness, that crushed me for a while. And of course I mopped over it and even questioned if that friendship was ever genuine. But with growth, I have learned that it's okay for friendships that are not meant to last a lifetime to end, it's fine. I'm also glad and privileged to have a few lifetime friends and it is in those that I invest, you know. Just like any other good thing, you've got to invest in your friendships. You've got to invest your time, your emotion, your energy, your money on your friendship. Yes, on your friendships. Lesson number 12, the older I get... To be honest, the better I feel about my life decisions and I feel kind of in control other than just moving with the waves, yeah? So to that young girl who's afraid of turning 30, do not be afraid of growing older. Don't panic. I know for myself and also for a lot of people that turning 30 or 40 or 50 comes with a lot of renewed wisdom, 
ability to focus your energies on the right things and most importantly knowing when to stop caring you know especially about external opinion because by this time you are getting to know yourself better and you have a good idea of who you are at the same time the lesson here has been that um, you need not to rush life yeah do what you're meant to do at the right time if you're in college enjoy your college life smartly of course but don't spend your college life admiring and wishing that you will you are already earning and working no enjoy that time if you're starting your career enjoy that phase that's when you need to learn a lot about where your career is headed the things in your line of career explore more travel if you can invest enjoy that season if single enjoy it if in a relationship go ahead so that when the other season comes it will find you ready to move on with it number 13 lesson having mentors it adds great value to your life i am privileged and blessed to have amazing men and women who mentor me i have older people in their 40s and 50s who i interact with on a regular basis but like any other relationship, by the way, you've got to invest and pursue those relationships. I also have peers who I look up to and even younger people than me who are so inspiring. The first one being my younger sister, Gladys. Very, very inspiring human being. So look around your life and identify people with whom you can have enriching conversations that empower you. Number 14 is... On the power of networking, I know a lot of people have talked about this and it may sound cliche, but I fully understand this power and I have seen its fruits. And um, I must say that networking also requires you to put yourself out there. And sometimes that can be fearful, especially making the initial contact. But once you get past that initial stage, magic can happen, yeah? So this is something that you have to continue working on and continue developing. So even for me, it's a growth area. But I have made great networks out of people I've met at the airport, lounges, in conferences, at cocktails, friends and colleagues of the people who are in my circles. I have, and that's why I have older and, and younger friends. I remember just a story that came to my head right now when I was nursing and on maternity leave. One of my greatest support systems was an older lady. She's called Grace Moringo. Bless you, Grace. She really, really took her time to help me. She would come home with foods and porridge. Shout out to all breastfeeding moms who understand the struggles of getting breast milk flowing. She would come and spend time with me and give me advice and make sure that I'm eating the right foods, even in the absence of my cousin carol whom i had met her through and with time she even got to meet my mom and that friendship now extended to the extent that now they're pals with my with my mom and my friends would ask me she go how do you have friends like this who just come and get out go out of their way to make things happen for you but for sure it's just maintaining those networks and working on those friendships that makes uh, such connections last and i tell you the wisdom that you pick from such interactions is priceless, priceless for sure. Number 15 lesson, 
uh, massacre for events that involve family, fun times, friends, and just social moments. And for me, my best time is Christmas time. I know I said that I don't want to impose uh, stuff and my own beliefs on my children, but can I just get leeway with Christmas tradition? Guys, I love Christmas. <laughs> I love Christmas, what it symbolizes, the family time, the baking, the singing of hymns, the laughter, the food, the decor. I just love Christmas. As it is, by the way, <laughs> we have already diarized when we are putting up the Christmas tree. And I cannot just wait. Who else is with, with me on this one? Do we need a support group? I don't know. Yeah. Lesson number 16. Traveling, traveling, traveling. I always dreamt of traveling, funny enough, growing up. And for sure, dreams are valid because looking at where I've come from, I really thank God for the opportunities that I have had uh, so far. I do not travel as much as I would want to. I have barely scratched the surface, especially because, you know, resources, adulting, having to synchronize school and annual leave calendars, etc. But whenever I do, I really take it in. I learn and interact from the locals. I see things through their lenses, I pick up good vibes, I explore and cherish those experiences. Basically, travel just gives you a worldview that opens up your mind to a lot of possibilities. So it's something that I really hope that I can continue enhancing moving forward. 17, uh, number 17 lesson, or something that I have discovered about myself that I am working on, is that I am risk-averse especially when it comes to financial investments. And I tend to go for the safer options, which of course means steady but low returns. Yeah, Maybe it's because of my overplanning skills or my background in accounting, but I think it's one of the things that I need to work on and be uh, more intentional in exploring more and take, be open to cal taking calculated risks um, in the future. Number 18 uh, lesson that I have learned about myself is that I am very, very resilient. I have gone through tough times. I have. Um, and one just came to my mind. <laughs> but it is through my resilience coupled with prayers and support system that has made me get past those tough times yeah, and come out stronger. The self-drive I have my goodness, it just makes me just push on and on, yeah. Um, also one of those people who's able to express myself, my thoughts, my feelings, appreciation, or reservations to people, even if they're above me, like seniority-wise, or if they're people in authority. I find that uh, being able to do that liberates me and helps me engage in useful discussions, and I have seen it pay off in the past. So... If you want your opinion to matter in life, remember you have to give it first, yeah? So don't expect to be that person who keeps quiet in the back of the room. Then when your opinion or ideas are not taken up, you complain. No, it is only when you air your opinion that it can be considered. So I really don't like to keep quiet with my ideas or opinions. Uh, 19 uh, life lesson is about uh, young girls and boys and the need to build self-esteem, especially growing up 
and specifically not to attach physical appearances to who you are as a person. We are a lot more beyond how we look, yeah? So I grew up in Naivasha, a town that's about 100 kilometers from the capital city of Kenya, Nairobi. The reason I'm explaining this is because my podcast tells me that I have listeners from Mongolia, Nepal, and all those countries, hence this explanation. And growing up, I think it's still an issue now. There was an issue in Naivasha, and uh, the place had excess fluoride levels in water. And my bones and teeth were affected, um, not to mention, also for other kids, yeah, growing up in that area. And that led to a lot of dental issues, fluorosis, um, and a lot of staining of the teeth. Now, for the kids who were not experiencing that, they were, you know, kids can sometimes be mean, so we were teased a lot. And I didn't realize how this affected me until much later in my adulthood when somebody pointed out that I was laughing with my mouth closed. Like I would, I love laughing and smiling, but I would do that with my mouth closed. And when that person pointed it out, they really helped me to get out of it. They encouraged me, reminded me how beautiful I am. They reminded me all these other strengths that I had. And with time, as soon as I built the confidence and the self-esteem, then he was like, you know what, by the way, there are options and treatment um, that you can have for your teeth. So for me, before I got there, and of course, I had to be economically empowered for me to be able to afford the treatment. It was a journey. And I know that a lot of kids, especially coming from Naivasha, are going through the same thing. And I was catching up with the newspaper the other day and I saw that um, in the capital city, Nairobi, there are certain areas where, apartments rather, where they're using borehole water and the levels of fluoride, fluoride levels are not checked, so their kids are getting affected. If there's any social project I would love to be involved in, it's just a project that would involve getting solutions and ensuring that water is checked for the right levels of every mineral before it can be consumed. Okay, moving on to lesson number 20. I am a natural caregiver. Caregiving comes naturally to me. And in the past, I have given chunks of my life giving care to people close to me when they were ailing or just nursing, feeding and generally taking care of them. And I just can't explain um, the joy and fulfillment that that gives me and how I just get into my element and just do it, yeah? And I think it's at this point that I should share with you my retirement dream. <laughs> I hope I can retire early uh, enough to, to pursue this dream, but I'd really love to set up a professionally run old people's home where aging guys can be treated with dignity, warmth, and love and have all aspects of their lives catered for, including the social aspects. I dream about this so much that I can see this home in my head when I close my eyes. Ah, I really pray that it comes true. So if you're out there and you have some insights on, on this area and some suggestions on how we can usefully collaborate in this area, please hit me up on my email. It's on the podcast notes. Number 21 lesson or thing that I have learned about myself is that I love reading. 
school has always been exciting for me and uh, just generally this thing of harvesting information or knowledge from books or from other people just excites me. So I find that when I'm not doing formal schooling, I'm always looking online for courses in areas that I'm interested in and also, of course, in the true spirit of embracing technology. You guys already know I am into podcasts and audiobooks and it's a habit that I think is a good habit because I don't think there ever can be an overload of information and they say the brain expands, I think. So let us stretch it as much as we can, right? Lesson number 22, um, the twenty, the thing, one of the other things that I have learned about myself is that I'm an oversharer. I used to think that it's a bad thing until I realized that not necessarily and uh, accepted that it's just who I am. So what I do now is that I'm careful to respect boundaries such that I do not share what's not mine to share. And I'm also very careful about who I share information with because we all know there's some dream killers out there. So you have to make your circle tighter and ensure that you're sharing within the confines of your circles. One of my best friends, Flo, and I laugh about this all the time because like me, she's an oversharer. And we are always downloading our lives, literally, <laughs> and our plans to each other. And often in the presence of another of our best friends, who happens not to be exactly an oversharer. And every time we have to remind ourselves that, you know, let's not judge because she actually ends up sharing her information, only that sometimes it comes much later after the plans have, have taken place. Hi, Monica. <laughs> but that's the beauty about friendship and appreciating everybody's um, styles because, you know, diversity is, is just beautiful. The other thing is that I'm a performer. Like at work, I'm a performer and I'm a leader. Interesting how uh, my daughter's school reports always mention about her leadership skills, which she's already exhibiting. And I pray to God that I can, I can just help nurture that. Can I also just say that I have learned that it is okay and actually great to acknowledge the things that you're good at and that it's not bragging when you do. Rather, it's just stating the facts. <laughs> I hope um, I don't sound corny, but our culture kind of limits us into thinking that you shouldn't talk of your achievements or what you're good at. And sometimes even being a woman even creates further bias. But yeah, it's okay to say when you're good at something, but I digress. What I was saying is that I give my all to my tasks and it pays off, you know. So sometimes, especially... In the professional life, I can come out as tough because I'm a stickler for this is the plan. We got to get this done. But I do that with just, the, you know, the mindset of achieving results. And sometimes that can wrap people the wrong way. So with time, it's been about now gathering the emotional intelligence and the social intelligence to be able to marry management skills with those other social aspects because all of them are important. Number 24 lesson about life. Purpose is about how you impact people or situations other than yourself. 
or your own things. I'm not going to talk more about that because, you know, we have talked about it in the past. 25, the power of forgiveness. I talked about this in detail um, in episode 4 and from the stats actually I can see that it's one of my most interactive and shared episodes so far. So please check it check it out if you haven't. But for me, seeking forgiveness when you wrong others and forgiving when you are wronged just helps put a lot of baggage behind and helps to propel you forward in life. Number 26 is a lame one, but I have learned that I am a fast eater. <laughs> so if you ever take me out for a meal, expect that I will finish food first. I took after my dad actually on this one. I don't know whether it's a good or a bad thing, but it's just a fact of life. Number 27, I am work in progress. Everybody is. I used to put a lot of pressure on myself, on a lot of things, especially the things that need development about myself or things that I'm not very good at. But I'm learning to let myself go through the motions. Some things I've come to learn have to go full circle. Other time, other things take time to unlearn. Others just need a lot more work to get over with. So being aware of what those things are and trusting the process towards improving is what I am really focused on. Number 28 thing I have learned about myself is that I am kind. I literally take people's burdens as my own and people in my circles and strangers alike open up to me a lot about their personal issues, their personal struggles and it's usually very hard and very heavy things, yeah? And this is actually in life with my purpose because I never lack encouraging words to uplift these people and I've always gotten such great feedback about how I should pursue that and full-time just have a career in, in, in you know, talking to people about their life issues, yeah? And I believe strongly that that's a gift I have to share with the world. But this can also get very heavy and I have to be very careful not to let the issues or the emotions or the energy that comes from those issues affect my life. So I tell you guys, a lot of negative things go on in this world. There's a lot of darkness. People are evil. People do weird things to other people. So at times it's really, really hard stuff that I'm dealing with, but I'm grateful to God for the gift and I really intended to use it in full measure and just to learn and and be able to share positivity with the world because I have a lot of positivity in me <laughs> inherently and you know what I, I have picked up from years and years of reading, learning, researching about how to remain positive and how to believe that um, everything actually can be figured out. Actually, it's one of the reasons I started my podcast just to share the little I have and to also avail a platform where people can um, talk to me about their issues and also share their life lessons with the rest of my audience. Lesson 29, about myself, uh, my greatest fear is living an unhappy and fulfilled life. To be honest, this has evolved over time. I used to fear things like not being economically empowered to be able to live a good life, quote-unquote, um, the word good. So... This has evolved over time and for now, 
what I'm in pursuit of are those things that truly, truly bring me joy. Those things that bring me serenity and happiness. Basically, just true wellness. And anything that threatens that is tossed out ASAP. Because <laughs> I really do not want distractions. Number 30, I am centered around my relationship with God. I talk to him a lot when I'm doing everything, when I'm driving, when I'm working and I'm stuck. I just say, God, please come through for me. I need a breakthrough here. When I'm in trouble, when I'm happy, I I thrive in my relationship with God. Number 31 is that I pick energies around me and I guess most people do, especially if you're an empath or I have seen this work a lot, especially in kids, and I see it mostly with my nephew, Kyle, who picks energies like ASAP. If there's panic in the room, he'll pick that panic. If there's happiness, he'll pick the joy. And I think this is similar for most other kids. So for me here, the lesson has been to delete the things that kill your joy, including people. If you are if you've realized that there's one person who, whenever you're around them, it's always negative, negative, complaining, complaining. There's never any single time they're talking about a positive thing. You need to distance yourself from them because um, you might think that you want to turn them around and and um, impact positivity. But sometimes you can be so drawn into that negativity that you start yourself doubting your positive angle towards life. So for me, if you're a joy killer, uh-uh, I'm not going to spend a lot of time. And in life, you have the power to do what feels right for you. So if you're an empath and you pick energies around you, know which energies you want to pick. Number 32, everything that happens to you is for your growth. I think it's Robin Sharma who said that a bad day for ego is a great thing for the soul and the ego here he was talking about the voice of fear yeah so my lesson here was that if it's the power of of fear yeah and how you learn to turn around fear into drive and one of my things which i shared with you guys i think when i was talking about goal setting is that i have um, a theme for this year for this year my theme is doing it afraid i'm doing those things that Actually, when I think about it, they scare me to death. But I'm just like, let's just go with it and see where it's going to take us. I'm using that fear in me to just drive me to go after my dreams. So I'd also encourage you to use that fear in you to build your resilience and look around. I think for most people, it's those hard times that make you grow. So yeah, embrace the hard times as well. Number 33 lesson. Oh my goodness, I've been talking for a long time. <laughs> but my last lesson is that learning to say no is a gift. I was a yes person for a long time. And sometimes we take in so much that even our mental health begins to suffer because now we become overwhelmed. And guys, there's a difference between being busy and being productive. Don't confuse movement for quality. You know, being here, there, everywhere, that doesn't mean that you're productive. Don't be that person who is available for everything, for every meeting, for every call, your number one participant in every WhatsApp group. No. 
choose what adds value or where you are likely to add value. And that way you'll be able to focus your energies and um, produce more quality results. So yeah, and I think I can also give a bonus lesson. And for me, the greatest things this thing this year has been about how you start your day, owning your morning, my friend, how you start your day, the positivity you bring on to it. If you plan your day, you if you have the time to work on yourself, it really sets tone for the rest of your day. And when this becomes a habit, you'll find that um, you're having more productive days than you were having before, or at least your productive days are more than your non-productive days. And of course, be wary of the distractors. Number one being social media, emails, you know, stuff like that. Beware of your distractors. Where are you spending a lot of your time and what output are you getting from that? And you'll be able you'll be able to to see and refocus your energies in the right way. So that's about it. I would like to just thank you for tuning in for all your support. I look forward to continuing to share. And uh, yeah, in the comment section of this episode, why don't you also share some of your life lessons that you have learned this week? Also, a big shout out to all my friends and family and all the lovely gifts that I have received this week. I am truly, truly grateful. You guys know my love language. Thank you for knowing me. <laughs> Thank you for gifting me. I truly, truly appreciate. And also my colleagues, they have been sending me a lot of love and a lot of blessings my way. And it's been just an amazing, amazing week. So catch you on the next one where we continue talking about more exciting stuff.